Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. I don't have an only son, I have two sons. But I can't imagine the agony or the distress of giving their lives for someone else. But then the fact that it's only deepened by the, the simple dilemma that many of those folks that were on that train were totally unaware and didn't even recognize what was happening. Can you imagine the pain of what that father must have felt? The fact that they were on, not only oblivious or unaware, but this is unfathomable to me that maybe some of them were even unthankful or didn't really care. He had to make a choice to save one life or to save the lives of many, and the, the father determined that it was best to save many. Were the passengers worthy? The father determined that they must have been, and so he steps in. The truth this morning is this, is that we're all passengers on a ride that we call life. Uh, there's, there's a couple songs that kind of illustrate this. I, I, I started thinking back, some of these, this will so, show some of your age, and then I'll get to the more modern stuff and see if maybe it'll help some of us feel a little younger. But Jimmy Buffett sang, sang a song about this. He, sing, he sang a song called, One More Trip Around the Sun. He said, just one more trip around the sun. Yes, I'll make a resolution that I'll never make another one. Just enjoy this ride on my trip around the sun. Just enjoy this ride. So that's for the old folks. For the younger folks, uh, there's a country western singer by the name of Kenny Chesney, and he sings another one. It's, a, it's kind of a takeoff of it, and he says it like this. He says, well, they say the sea is rising. Well, that's all right with me because there ain't no other place than on the sea I'd rather be. The second comet's coming. It's right around the bend, and someday could be any day this world is going to end. But that's all right. That's okay. There ain't nothing we can do about the whole thing anyway. It's a hang-on kind of ride, whisping in through space and time, rocking this big old rock, just trying to have some fun. And then he goes on, he says this, so let's drink another beer, here's to another year, let's take another crazy trip around the, the, the sun. All the concept is this, is that we're just on this ride. And we're just trying to make memories. And maybe if you're uh, in the boat with Kenneth, Kenneth Chesney, uh, uh, whatever his name is, uh, Kenny Chesney, there he is. Uh, 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 maybe you just think it's just about make, just, just having fun. There, there's nothing more to life. In fact, uh, in a recent survey, most Americans said that really life was no, about nothing more than just having fun. No meaning. Just marking weeks, marking months. Marking years, they go off, we mark them by, and we become unaware and, and, in fact, maybe even oblivious to the fact that a sacrifice has been made. I want you to notice uh, a, a couple things. Uh, in in the, the little film this morning, it, it's, it's a fiction. It didn't really happen. At least not in our day and age it didn't happen, but the same story did happen. The same choice was made. It was made by another father. It was played out on the, the screen or the stage of the universe, and a, a father makes a choice because this father recognized and, and realized as he looked at the passengers that we were all on a ride, and the ride was headed for destruction. 
In fact, uh, th this father made th this determination as, as he looked at our ride, as we're careening down the tracks, he recognizes that we're all headed for one destination and one destination and only, and that is death. In fact, uh, Paul makes it very clear in Romans. He gives us a glimpse of our, our destination when he said it like this. He says, the wages of sin is death. Not might lead to death, not could potentially lead to death, not perhaps it will lead to death. He makes it very clear with no wiggle room or negotiation power available. He says, look, the wages of sin will always lead to one destination, death. And so our father recognized that this ride that we're on called life could only lead to punishment and it could only lead to judgment and ultimately it would lead us to eternal death. Why? Why would this ride lead there? Because our righteousness, or another way to say it is our rightness before God, the, it is not where it should be. In fact, Scripture teaches us that the righteousness, righteousness of man is like filthy rags. In other words, we can, never, we, can never, we can never quite reach high enough. We're never quite good enough. We're never holy enough. In fact, that's why Paul weighs back in because he recognizes that in our own strength we have no ability to change course and we have no ability to get off this track. He says it like this. He says, we have all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. So, so in other words, another way to say that is this. We're all on this ride and this is not the good news this morning but it is, it is news that we need to be aware of. We're all on this ride called life and here's the, here's the news. We're all doomed. In our own strength, in our own power, in our own rightness, we all face punishment. So we, this is what we do. We try to cross every other bridge. In looking for purpose, and looking for meaning, and looking for, in our own attempts to, to, to get to God or to get to at least feeling better about ourselves, we cross every bridge imaginable. We'll cross uh, bridges like uh, work and relationships and money and sex and drugs and we're all in hopes that one of these things will lead us to safety, lead us to fulfillment, lead us to some kind of understanding of who we are and what we soon discover, at least I'm testifying of that fact this morning, what we soon discover is that more times than not, those other bridges, all they do is speed up our path towards death. We struggle. But this is Easter morning. On Easter morning, I need you to understand that, that the good news is that there was a good, good father that recognized that the children that are down here on the planet Earth were struggling and doomed to, to destruction and punishment. And he, he's watching our ride. I want you to hear that this morning. The Bible says that God is watching over us. He, 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 he's aware of us. He, it's not like there's a God up there somewhere that doesn't know. He's watching us take this ride toward destruction but he's a good good father and he sees our impending destruction and out of a heart of mercy and out of a heart of grace and out of a heart of compassion he responds and he turns to his one and only son and he makes a choice and he comes to the decision that the world that 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 that, that this that he would make this decision that he would sacrifice his only son so that he would gain many sons and many daughters and he would lay his life down and so he lowers the drawbridge and our father closes the gap. For God so loved the world that whosoever believed on him, he sends his only son, 
so that whosoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. First Peter chapter 2 verse 22 and through 25 says it like this. I want you to listen carefully. It says he never did one thing wrong. Not once said anything amiss. They called him every name in the book and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence content to let God set things right. Then here it is. He used his servant body to carry our sins to the cross so we could be rid of sin free to live the right way. His wounds became our healing. We were lost sheep with no idea where we were or where we were, who we were or where we were going. So now, because of him, we're named and kept for good by the shepherd of our souls. He loved us so much that he lays his life down as a bridge. The father turns to his son and says, will you go? And the father goes. And so he makes a way across a bridge. He spans, we sang it, he spans the chasm so that we don't have to be destroyed. And so he makes a way. That's why we call our God the way maker. He makes it possible so that those of us that are in chaos and, and, and just riding through life, headed towards dis destruction, broken, bitter, discouraged, and with no peace, he makes it possible for us to have peace. That's why we call him the Prince of Peace. Amen. That is who he is. He is our bridge. In fact, I want to tell you this morning that the good news of Easter is this, is that he stepped in so that we could step across. There was no way for us to reach God. In fact, religion is all about man trying to reach God, and we always come up short. But this morning, the good news of, of Easter is that God steps in and reaches to man, and he spans the gap, and he lowers the bridge on his own son so that we can have safety and salvation. And you may be saying this morning, oh, I, did, I, I just don't get it. Um, I, I was unaware. Or, or maybe you might even be so hardened in your heart after you've heard this so many times, you go, I really don't even care. I don't even really want what he did for me. That's what makes this so incredible anyway because we're on this ride. And then in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 and 8, it gets so powerful because he says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your family's like. I don't know how good of a person you think you may be. Maybe you were born on the right side of the tracks with a silver spoon in your mouth or maybe you were born on the wrong side of the tracks. It doesn't really matter. The fact is is that you were powerless to cross this bridge on your own. So it says died, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we are still sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's why the story of Easter and the account of Easter is so incredible this morning. Because he did it while we were unworthy while we were sinners. That's why the decision he makes is so incredible because we had no power and we had no right and he did it anyway. Why would he do that? Why would the God, the father of the universe, look at his own son and send him to destruction on our behalf? Why? There's one simple answer, love. That's the reason. In fact, in 1 John uh, chapter 4, beginning in verse 9, it says this, this is how God showed his love for us. 
God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we are talking about. Listen, not that once upon a time we loved God. The truth is, most of us were unaware or oblivious that there even was a God. But then it says this, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as a sacrifice to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. So here's the truth this morning. Through Christ's death on the cross and the resurrection that we celebrate on Easter morning, we have a bridge that we can cross into life and life more abundantly. That is the account of this Easter. But I need to make this disclaimer this morning. Just because the bridge has been lowered does not mean we have taken advantage to cross safely. Just because the bridge has been made available does not mean that everyone in this room or anyone or everyone watching over the internet has made the decision because here's the truth. You can deter. You can refuse. You can choose other paths. And you can perish. Just because the bridge was lowered does not mean that you're safe. You are only safe when you make the decision to cross the bridge. Scripture makes a statement. Scripture says this. It says, today is the day of salvation. I, I, I started thinking about that and, I, and, I, and I've come to this conclusion. What that simply means is this, is that when we are presented with an opportunity to cross safely into relationship with our Father, then we should take advantage of the bridge when we have the opportunity because we may not be given another opportunity. So our Father is determined that we are worth saving. That is, that is the importance of what takes place on Easter. It is a reminder to us that our Father determined that we were worthy of saving and so He sends His best to save us. That's what's important about you coming to church on an Easter Sunday morning because once you've been in an environment like this and you've sung the songs you've sung and you hear these words go out, then you can no longer say, I didn't know. You can no longer say, well, I'm just taking another trip around the sun. I'm just trying to have some fun. I'm just trying to make some memories. I don't really, I'm just going through life. I'm just going from one thing to another. And I don't really, I'm not even aware I'm oblivious. You can no longer say that you don't know that a sacrifice has been made. That there's a heavenly father that loves you so much that he gave his only son to die for you, to make a way possible for you. Maybe nobody's ever told you that before, but now you've been told that Jesus loved us so much. The truth is this morning is that for the past four weeks, we have been praying for you. We've been praying one simple prayer that on Easter Sunday morning, when you were given the opportunity and when you found out maybe for the first time or maybe for the one millionth time that Jesus loved you so much that he gave his life for you, that on this day you would take the advantage of the opportunity and you would cross the bridge into safety. You would say, well, Steve, I'm not good enough. None of us were. You say, well, Steve, you don't understand. I'm still in sin. All of us were. 
See, I've learned a lesson. We think it's this. We think this is how it goes. We think it's we clean up and then we cross. And what I've learned out of my own experience is it goes like this. This is the real order. We cross and then we clean up. We take advantage of the sacrifice that's been made. And he meets us. This is not about religion. This is about the good news of relationships. So this morning I can tell you that what has taken place is we have a heavenly father that looked over at his son. Scripture says he was sitting on the father's right hand. And he looks at his son and he says, look, I've got some other children down there. but they're headed for destruction. And the only way that they can make it to safety is for you to die. And Jesus says, put me in the game, coach. They're worth saving. And this morning, the drawbridge has been lowered. And when Jesus spoke the last words on the cross, which it is finished, he says, it is finished. In that moment, the drawbridge closed completely and he dies. And on the third day, he rose again so that we could be grafted and adopted and brought into the family as sons and daughters. So this morning, I'm telling you, the way has been made, but you have to choose. We all have to choose. And so this morning, this is what I want you to do. Uh, I want you to stand with me real quick. And you can grab that little ticket if you've got it there sitting next to you. Because you may need it here in just a moment. We're all on this ride called life. Headed for destruction. But I wonder if there's anybody here this morning that would say, you know, Steve, I'm, I'm tired of trying to find my own way. Because what I've discovered is that my own way, I, I just keep messing it up. I, I'm not getting anywhere. Has anybody else in the room ever done life so you keep doing the same thing and you never get anywhere and you're just like, what is this really about? This morning I'm offering you a safe passage. I'm going to pray here in just a moment. Scripture is very clear that uh, renewing right relationship with our Father and accessing safe passage is very simple. Uh, in fact, one of the ways you can say it is ABC. All we got to do is acknowledge that we're sinners. We believe in our heart that Christ came and died on a cross and rose again. And then C, we confess with our mouth. It's that simple. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You've never come into right relationship with the Father. I want to give you that opportunity on Easter Sunday morning to make that decision to cross. And then we're going to help you confess. We've all had to. We all need to make this choice. Would you bow your head this morning and close your eyes? No one looking around. If you're here this morning, you say, Steve, that's me. I don't know Jesus. I'm not in relationship with him. I haven't crossed this bridge would you just raise your hand and you can pull it right back down. Yeah, there's one. Anyone else that would say, I need to make that decision this morning. We will not embarrass you, I promise. 
Will you pray this prayer with me all together, whether you've prayed it a million times or not? Nothing magical in this prayer. It's a simple act of faith. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving me. I know I'm not worthy. I'm a sinner. I know I need your grace. I need your mercy. I thank you that you sent your son to take my punishment, to take my place. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on my cross for my sins. And I believe that you're alive today, that you can save me from my sins. And so I make you the Lord and the Savior and the King of my life. And I'll live for you forever. Thank you for making safe passage for me. In Jesus' name, amen. It's that simple. As you've prayed that prayer and believe it, in that moment, you've crossed from darkness to life, from death to life, in that moment. But there's another step. The Bible says we acknowledge, we believe, but we must also confess. And so we're going to help you this morning. Maybe you brought somebody with you this morning as a special guest. And that's what Easter's all about is spending time with friends and family. But I want us to do this the way we ought to do this. We ought to be so concerned about our friends and family this morning that we want them to, to live forever. And so this morning, before we close, this is what I want to ask you to do. I, I'm going to give you a moment, just, to, just for a moment here, to turn to those around you that, that maybe you brought with you and, and just ask them, did you make the decision? And if they say they made the decision to follow Christ, then the Bible says we have to confess. And so together you say, I want to do this with you. We're going to do this together. This is our testimony. Maybe you've already done this a million times before, but you just kind of need to renew it and make a pact with one another. We're going to live for Jesus forever. Would you just step out and walk up here? We're going to let you walk right up on stage and you're going to walk right behind this signifying I've crossed the bridge into life and I've given my heart to Jesus. Would you turn? Would you ask your neighbor right now? Would you like to go and cross the bridge as they sing? Would you Would you like to make the decision? Maybe you already know him but, but this morning you want to make that decision. I'm crossing the bridge. I'm making a public declaration that I'm going to live for him. As, as we just wait a moment, would you come and come on, come on if you want to It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.